All right, we got three more to the fans. Uh, let's go Bush. Ass. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is episode nine of the J-Ball and Madams podcast. Um, we're going to do a little 10. Is it 10? No, you're good. I I'm said, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> we can keep this in, but we are actually going to do a little MPFL preview this year. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's a little soccer league that a bunch of me and my friends from high school and the Madams actually runs a little co-host of this podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but it's been really fun. And we just don't have heard of me. We have to, yeah, I don't know nine. if they've heard of you. I don't know if they've heard of you. But in a little bit, we're going to do the draft in that league. And it's just kind of a soccer league that we play in if you haven't played in varsity before. And we actually have a new coach on the show today, Ray. What's up, Ray? Hello. Glad to be here. Definitely glad to have you here. The group chat voted you in, so we kind of had to let you in. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yo, Ray, What's you up, changed man? your name back. It says Ray now. Before it said Genghis Khan. Yeah, I changed it for him. I <laughs> yeah, changed, thanks, changed Justin. That's what happens when I host a Zoom meet. I'm not. I'm not really a big hoster of these before, but I got the power today. Yeah, you do. Man, I'm sorry. You doing, brother? Doing alright. I still can't figure out how to get my video on though. I don't know what's going on. So I just got the uh, the Northern Lights. I think it's a pretty good view. Pretty solid. Sorry, I was eating some real quick. <laughs> Worst podcast right. so far. De definitely because I haven't eaten anything all day. I'm just trying to make sure I'm not hungry later. But all right, I think the first we actually are going to have Lucas Simpson talk today. He's a coach who was an expansion team last year with me, and he's obviously the producer of this podcast. And I definitely want to give him a chance to open up about his thoughts on the season. So I'm actually going to do my first question to Lucas today, and. What kind of changes – oh, yeah. What kind of changes do you think you're making from last year into this year? Well, you know, the biggest change here is that, you know, my entire coaching staff kind of got their entire – like, they got their whole teams now. So, like, my coaching tree now is as big as Belichick's. It's pretty impressive because half the teams in the league are either Simpson or Coach Simpson alumni pretty much. So, I'm obviously happy for all of them. But, you know, if I face them on the field, only one thing can happen – but now I'm kind of looking for last season. You know, I think I think my team had a lot of fun. However, we didn't really win as many games as I would have loved to. So this year, I think the prototype that I saw from Team J-Ball and even Team O'Connor really is that you need athletes. You need kids that are going to get up and down the field. You know, when it's late in the game, a lot of the goals in this league come really late on. People are tired. They're making a little bit more mistakes. So I need people that can capitalize on that. And, like, one player, obviously, DeLoss is seen as a powerhouse in this league. He gets a lot of his goals right at the end. Defenders are a little fatigued. Mm -hmm. You know, he just comes up with a nice finesse shot to the back post. So, I definitely am looking to pick up a star striker and then just surround him with athletes. That's kind of the plan this season. Damn, that's definitely a mad, inspiring plan, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Madams, how do you feel about Lucas' second year? Um, well, I actually – I'll, I don't I don't usually make that many wrong predictions, but I thought Lucas was going to finish second last year because I had a lot of trust in his coaching ability. I and do too. Didn't really, I do too. The prediction didn't come to fruition, but I do think this year with the number one pick and with a revised, you know, he's got a year in the league, he's got some more experience. I expect his team to be at the top just like last year, but I won't be surprised if he's at the bottom again. We'll see what happens. Oh, big call out. 
I mean, that's a tough call out, but Ray, I think we're going to actually go to you next, but you were a former assistant, like you said, of team Simpson, right? Yep. So how do you see your coaching style kind of compare to his? Is it more direct or how do you feel about that? I think I'm going to rely mostly on team chemistry is what I'm thinking of instead of just pure athletes. I think like if the team can work well, get the passes on together and like, if we have a good morale going into each game, I think we can come out winning on top. I think it's the mentality that wins this league. Ray, I got a question for you. So yeah. from a lot of the rumors I've been hearing, you're targeting a pretty similar team to what Lucas had last year, and I think they won maybe three games. So what, what do you think is going to be different about this team with that same chemistry? How are you going to win games? I think from everyone from last year's stepped up their game a lot. You know, they've been working on their – They've been working out in college, you know, getting their IQ up for soccer. And I have a lot of trust and faith in them because uh, we got that team mentality still. And I think that's the most important part. I agree, 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ray, I definitely think you guys will have a pretty good season this year. I think there's definitely a lot to be learned from Lucas's coaching style is I know he has a lot of trust in his players, you know what I mean? And, like, that is a big thing. He says everyone sucks. No, okay. This year, the thing is, that's after he got exposed a couple times. But, however, going into the season, very confident in himself. And you need a coach that's going to be confident out there pretty much regardless of the team you're feeling. Like, if they don't believe in you as a coach, in my opinion, that's what I think Team Simpson does well is the players, for the most part, besides Sal, still love playing for him. Like kids like Pelletier, Vangelo, Jenks, oh, still give great reviews for him. You know, they want to play for him. You know what I mean? Like, I think that could definitely translate better this year. Definitely does a great job of building a program. I've noticed that. And that, it shows with the coaching tree. I mean, Ray's here because, I mean, I, I don't know if it's that Lucas was able to, you know, scout out the best assistants or if they became the best assistants under him. Either way, it's a good look to have that coaching tree. So, the program building is huge. I see that with staff again this year. So I'm excited to see what happens. Like I said, high expectations. Just won't be surprised at this point just from past results. That's I mean, can't blame you. But, Madams, i actually probably going to direct this next question to you. I'm sorry that I'm kind of asking mad questions right now. But um, what do you kind of look for in a coach that um, – I'm going to say this. Would you prefer your coach – take this seriously and have fun or would you prefer a coach that's going to be competitive and try to win? Well, I'm a person who thinks that you can have, you can be competitive and have fun at the same time. I want to coach. I don't, if I'm playing for coach, I want someone that will give all of the players on the team opportunity. I think that's important, but I also want a coach that wants to prioritize winning at the same time, which I think to a good extent, we had that last year with O'Connor, which is why I like playing for Brennan. Um, but I think a lot of coaches have that same mentality. So I would look for a coach that is also like that would listen to the players and kind of like take their opinions into account. Like I don't want to be on a team where I feel like I'm getting bossed around, you know. Mm -hmm. But I also want to be on a team where they're gonna help me learn how to get better because I don't know a whole lot, but I don't want to be told what to do all the time either. I want to have my the ability to kind of figure some things out. So I look for a good balance of making sure things are fun. I don't want to be in a, like a super strict tight system where if I mess up everything's done. Mm -hmm. But I also want to be on a team where. We do want to win, and if I'm if I'm not performing, I'll, I want to get called out for it. I just don't want to be, like, on the shortest leash where, I, you know, nothing I could do about it. I definitely agree with that. Um, 
little background noise. No, right that's there. definitely a good point. But I just like if there's any players out here, you know, it's before the draft, we'll get this out. If there's any players listening, I just want to stress the fact that I myself, I've played soccer the past, what, 17, 18 yeah. years. And I've been the best player on my team. I've been the absolute worst player on my team. And either way, you know, I if I'm a coach, I understand how – every single player on my team feels because I've been that like spot. I've been the top guy, middle guy, last guy every single time. So I understand like the frustrations of being the bench player. That's not getting the opportunities when you think you're better than the starter. And I understand being the starter when things just aren't quite clicking on the field and you want to like have more time to figure it out. And then they bring the coach brings in the sub guy. So either way, I just want to like, I don't know exactly how each situation will play out for my team but I definitely understand like the thoughts and concerns of each, like each role that players will be in my team. I think that's important for coaches to understand definitely. and players. I mean, that that sounds yeah. like a good mentality to have as a coach. That's something I would, I would play for. Obviously it looks like you already have your team picked out. So not really making my case, yeah. but <laughs> Matt, I do think that's a good coaching style to have. I think, I think I have some pretty good guesses on where Madams ends up. I actually, wrote it down on a sheet of paper and it will be revealed after the draft oh, if it was right or not so wrote yesterday time stamped it too so um or i just no I, I wrote on the sheet of paper what day it was i guess oh, i gotcha. could just do it the same day that i allegedly guessed it but you guys are just gonna have to trust me on that that it was the 28th may I trust um, i'll actually come up with a different way i'll make a new prediction today that's the same prediction right. probably right. gonna right. be cash but ray I was going to kind of relate your question to what Lucas said, but he said he definitely sees a lot of his playing career come up in coaching. How could, how will your like decorated soccer career kind of help you coach in this league? Um, I'm hoping to like be able to show my leadership throughout this because like maybe not in Barcy, but like on the travel team, I, I was a center back. I've been able to see the field a lot of the time. And hopefully, like, since I'm going to be a goalie this year, hopefully I can see more of the field and be able to direct everyone and how to play. Like, I think it's the biggest part is, like, being able to lead the team from the back because that's where it starts. I like that. And then you're definitely going to get a chance to try that out from goalie. So got to make sure you're vocal with your defenders, in my opinion. But, Madam, so my – what's up, what's up, what's up? I was gonna say it's kind of like you, except you did it from the middle of the field. I think you were the only midfielder on your roster, so you were just able to see the whole field in front and behind you, just tell everyone what to do. The thing is, like, I like to consider myself kind of a hands-on, hands-off coach. Which, like, yeah, I'm gonna yell at people from time to time, which is just like in my personality. However, if I'm playing and like sometimes people are gonna be like, "Yo, J Ball, get off!" Like, I know you're mad tired, and I'm gonna be like, probably gonna score pretty soon, but. And the thing is, I have trouble getting off. I think that's, like, a big – I got to lead by more example this year and, like, get off when I'm tired as shit, which is, like – sometimes you got to do it for the fans. They'd be like, oh, damn, he's mad tired, but he still might score. You know what I mean? Like, work him up a little bit. So, am I even that tired from every time? But I definitely agree with you, Madams. I was the only midfielder on my roster, but that was also low-key. I'm hearing a whistling noise in the background right now. But um, I was thinking – that if I can be in the middle of my team at all times, like, yeah, I'm going to try to score, but I'm also going to play defense like I did in the finals when we kicked it back to Boom and he, like, picked it up with his hands. Like, that was pretty mush. But, like, he, we still had to make the play on defense right after that. So I, I trust myself to make plays in the offensive and defensive zone. Should I have been the only midfielder on a team? 
I think I just did that as a label to get more attention on myself. But this year there will definitely be two to three more midfielders slash not sure what I'm playing yet. Definitely not goalie. So I got a question for Ray and Lucas, um, both of you guys. Just in general, you know, aside from, like, natural soccer ability, what do you look for in a player? Like, what kind of intangibles are you looking for? What type of style of play? I know, Lucas, you mentioned the athletes thing, but, like, in terms of the mental side, what do you look for in a player to make their strongest case to be on your team? I mean, all right. It's a shame you couldn't ask me that, man. Just trying to get our guests involved. We already know who your team's going to be. I mean, I agree with Lucas. I think athletes are going to be the most important aspect. And, like, mentality-wise, I think people that are there to compete and win are going to be the people that win this league. And, like, people that can commit their time and, like, show up to every game and, like, be able to run it out and see how much they can compete in this league, that's how they're going to win. And that's what I'm looking for. That's a good answer. I think I would say I'm just looking for mental toughness because mm. for a lot of these kids, mm. you know, the first time they go out on the field, they're going to be bad. And the second time they go on the field, they'll probably still be bad in the mm-hmm. third and the fourth. So it's just about the people that are – that you got to be comfortable with the fact that they're not going to be the best on day one unless you put the work in, like Ray said. Like you got to put, like, consistent effort in every day. And that's not easy to do. Like it could be easy to go out there, get embarrassed, and then just quit the league. I need people that are going to like stick with it and not only stay in the league, but like thrive in the league. So I'm looking for kids that are okay with a little bit being uncomfortable for a good chunk of the season to get those championships late August or whenever we end up doing that. I'm actually going to answer this one too, man, because I, I feel like I have a lot to offer here, but I'll kind of direct it to the first time I was drafting, which is last year, but I was just obviously went for the boys idea one. I think that matters a lot, the chemistry there, but like, also, as Lucas said, mental toughness is kind of the only thing I really drafted on after that besides athleticism because I was looking for people that had played varsity sports before, either one or not, have a bunch of both. However, I really just want players that if they lose previous – like, I don't know, none of these kids are that great at soccer. However, I know that they're so competitive that if they lose, they're going to want to prove that they're so much better than everybody else, even that much more. So – I think mental toughness would be just a great point to draft on. And I know you have to trust every player on your team that if they do fuck up, they're going to come back twice as hard. That's why I do agree with what Lucas said there. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. As a follow-up to that question. So if you guys are deciding between two players, one of them has a background in soccer. So we'll say maybe Shiel, a guy like Shiel, you know, very little mental toughness, has Take more yellow cards than he has assists in his career. A guy like that that, you know, has the experience and, like, talks himself about keyboard warrior kind of thing. Would you rather have someone like that with that experience or would you rather have someone, say, like Parker McMahon, who's never really played soccer but goes out there, head down, isn't scared of anything, and he may not have the same soccer ability, mm. but he, mm. he just kind of shows more Here's of the physicality I, on the field. In this specific case, it's a tough call because – Shield, in my opinion, is not scared of anybody on the field, regardless of size. And I think he's confident in himself, too. And he's got a soccer background. However, Parker, compared to the – I'm going to get some shit for this, but, like, the average soccer player in Madden's League, like, I'm probably going to take Parker because I know he might not be the best technical player on the field. But put Shield aside and obviously a couple other players aside that I don't 
want to name right now, but like I would take Parker in my opinion because like I know Parker, as you said, head down. He's gonna work as hard as he can. He's gonna body and he's gonna chirp. And like those are pretty. Those are four pillars that you can kind of build off of. I think he knows his role, and I think he tries to do it as best he can. And that's all you can really ask. You know what I mean? Like clearly, say what you want about the goalies, but he scored a couple long goals last year. Like it might be all right. <laughs> Anonymous goalie. I, don't, I, don't I I got exposed in goal too. Like I shouldn't be playing goalie, but like when you've been playing players so long and you're just like you're looking over at the goalie, it's just like damn, like grass is always greener. Like you want that shit. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I you know I thought that way too. And you know I I get that most goalies do let up a goal at least once in their career. That makes sense. I understand. Yeah, when we play entire um, seasons tends to happen. Yeah. Um, if I cherry pick the easy games, you know, I'd probably have a clean sheet or two here and there. Easy game? Are you calling me out for that? Yeah. So you're calling Hayden, Calvin, Derek, Wilson, Baja, Dylan. You're calling that Dude. an easy team. Yeah, but That's I don't it. think I'm drafting any of them. Yeah, I don't think any of those, those quote-unquote <laughs> members would be on my team either. To answer the initial question, I'm taking Shield all day. Uh, anyway, Ray, yeah. what would you say for that? I mean, I, it's a tough question. Oh. I think they're even, but Shield's a good pick. What's up, right? I mean, I agree. They're both in the same picks. I like Parker just because as an assistant on Team Hersey first year, I've seen the growth that the kids made over the three seasons. And like, I think he can continue to get better and better as each season comes on. And I don't know. Like, he puts the work in. He has the heart in each game. And, like, Definitely. he provides yeah. it to the fans as well. Exactly. Like, Parker played a game for me last year, scored his only goal this season because I let him go past half field. But – like, I think he's a player that you love playing next to you. And I don't know if you can really say that all the time about Shield. However, Shield is definitely a good defender in this league. And, like, and I, in my opinion, just because he does chirp over the phone a lot, which a lot of us do in 2019, 2020, but he's got the year wrong. But I do think that players like Parker have a role in this league and players like Shield, as long as they don't play scared, would be perfectly fine. But I didn't mean to cut you off though. Oh, yeah. Talk about I the Brit, uh, brick like, wall oh. winner, Parker. What'd you well, say? I think Shield is what? one of those players where like you don't want to play against. So you'd rather have yeah. him on the team. <laughs> That's fair. He actually is a good player. He has had success both years too. So. Oh, yeah. Nothing He's just... really good. Okay. I, I'm going to stir up some, uh, some Yo, let me get here with the coaches. Uh, but so get a I'm gonna ask all three of you guys to rank the other five coaches. Nah, in yo, order who you I would was play gonna do that. I was gonna do that on my rankings. That was gonna be a big surprise, but like, oh, for who you would play for, or just like who they um, in order of coaching oh, ability? I'm oh, not saying no. That was just gonna be. For. I was gonna pull out a coach. Oh, like if I was a player, like if you were in the draft, who would, would you want to get picked and why? Like, and the coaches who aren't in this podcast. Yeah, so you got. You got O'Connor, Buckley, Hersey, Mans, right. and I'll go first. Actually, because I was thinking about this the other day. We, um, Buckley. Did I say Buckley? Said Buckley. Said Buckley. <laughs> I would go. I would go. Buckley, Sharps, Mans, Boc, Hersey, and A Buckley because I played for his team last year, and I know he's a player's coach and. I know he just really wants you to be having a fun time. That's what he always told us. Like at the end of the day, he would get annoyed with shit and doesn't want us to get annoyed with shit either. And I really liked playing under Buck. He said he'd put me in his all time, like seven. So that actually meant a lot to me too, that a coach respected me like that. But 
it's tough to put Hersey last, you know what I mean? But like after he <laughs> played no Cal, problem. after he played Cal against <laughs> me last year and benched his own player, James Reagan, who I used to work with at Clausen's, like that hurt deep down. You know what I mean? Like I saw a friend over there that didn't get played by his coach. And I was just like, Whew. like can't score one for the boys back home there because it was taken out of his hands. But that's all I really have to say about the list. But I'd be curious to see what Lucas and Ray think here. Ray, you got this. I, got this. I have no idea. Yeah. It's tough because, like, um, I'd probably go – I'd want to play for Sharps first because, like, he's just a great overall human being, you know. I feel like whatever team he has, it's going to be a fun time no matter what happens. Uh, second, I'd probably say – Probably Hersey, actually, just because, I don't know, as an assistant coach my first year, I thought he did a great job of, like, having the winning mentality, even though he went about it. Like, some of the players didn't get as much playing time as they hoped. He definitely has winning mentality. I respect that. John does have a good winning mentality as a coach of that team. (laughs) He has has the record to show it. And third, I'd probably go Mans, just because I've known him pretty long. He's in my grade. Four. Ooh. I don't know. That's a toss-up between Buckley and O'Connor because they're both the players, coach. But I'd probably go I'd probably go Buckley than O'Connor, even though I don't want to put O'Connor last. But yeah. I think Buckley just has a better team chemistry by the looks of it sometimes. It's my turn then. Um, if I'm going like, because everyone knows me, I like to win. So if I was going to rank the coaches, I'd do by like who I think I can win the best with. So first off, I'd go Tim O'Connor. He's the only coach that you mentioned that's in the field. I mean, shout out Sharps, but O'Connor's a different level than him. So me and O'Connor in the field, we're not losing. So Brennan first, Hersey second. Actually, Hersey third because me and him bicker a lot, but we love each other. And, like, I'd probably get – like, Buckley is probably the best goalie or Mans. Well, Mans is unproven in that, so I can't put him up there. So, Buckley second because he's the best goalie out of the people remaining. Man, I don't – they don't mean to cut you off, but I was yeah. not impressed with Buckley's goalie talent. Yeah, he, he is the foot save. He needs to use his Can't hands save. more. But Hersey I, isn't doing anything in that. Hersey's Interesting not. stat. Buckley has the, I think, the most saves all time in a game yeah. and lost against Hersey in the playoffs. And in that same game, Hersey had the least saves of all time and won. He had zero. I think Buckley had like 13 or 14. That was an interesting game. But check yeah. out to the um, Hersey defense Just, there. Tommy's, yeah. a, Tommy's an easy walk on Buckley's defense. <laughs> but I'd like – Lucas, continue your list. Continue. So, yeah. So, then – so, BOC first – Buckley second, Hersey three, Mans four because he's unproven. I don't know what he's really doing up there. And then Sharps last because I love the kid, but I'm trying to get bricks out here, man. It is what it is. Sharps might be sleeping during a game. Like, that's also a thing, too. Like, I just have to say, everybody's been thinking it in the group chat. But, yeah. um, damn, I really think there's a good list out there. I just think all that matters in a coach is, like, do they want to be there? And I, you can say yes about all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, they're all pretty good options at the end of the day. Madams, how would you How would you rank them? Ah. And you can rank us, too, if you want, but you can just do those mm-hmm. five for now. Um, 
I'll just do those five because you also did. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, so I played for both Brandon and Buckley, and I enjoyed the experience for both of them. So if I'm allowed to, I'll put them both at the top. Um, and after that, um, I think all three of them I could see myself succeeding with. I think that, like I mentioned before, I want a coach that I know will listen to me, which I think that Sharps would do. But I also really like the soccer experience for Mans and Hersey. So it's really tough. Um, I, I honestly it would come down to who my teammates are because I think all three of them could be good. Um, I, would, I would favor the guys I've played with before. But for the purpose of this, I'll say uh, third, I'll go, I'll go Sharps, and then I'll go Mans and Hersey tied. Yo. I think it's a good list, but I actually got Martise here right now, and we're going to get a ranking from him as well. So oh, Martise, the, we are ranking the coaches that are not in um, the Zoom right now. So discount me, Ray, and Lucas. So your five choices are BOC, Mans, um, Sharps, Buckley, Hersey, and I'm going to need a ranking, and I'm about to give Martise and Mike right now. All right. They don't need video. So, um, how's it going, everyone? How are we doing? What's up? What's up? So, um, here, I need a list of all the coaches. Dude, I just gave you a list of the coaches. <laughs> Visual learner. <laughs> just uh, no, oh, he's got MPFL 2020 account. Everybody go follow. Yeah, everybody Thanks. on Instagram, MPFL.2020. <laughs> all right. Um, so, for me, honestly, I have to go with the number one team coach. This is big. Maybe I should do that last, probably, right? Yeah, you can do it either way. Yeah, you can go from bottom up. Are you doing all eight coaches, or are you just doing the five that aren't here? Either way. I think I'll do all eight. I might as well. All right. Let's, let's see. Yeah. Am I doing the coaches, or what I expect for them to Who you would play for? If you're in the draft. Okay, I'm going to start from the top then, I think. I don't want to start from the bottom. I think that would be inaccurate. So – I think I would – well, obviously my number one pick, because I played for him last year, would have to be Coach J-Ball, simply because we won the championship last year, had a great time. Uh, he was a great coach. We worked together well, um, and we're boys. So it, it works out. Um, team number two is tough. Um, it's very close between a couple teams. Um, but I would have to say the next team that I would want to play for – it's very close, but I'd have to say I'd want to play for Team Simpson would be my number two. Hey. Number three, very close, would be Team Hersey. Yeah, I figured. Um, number four, I would have to go with Team O'Connor because O'Connor used to be one of my best defenders, and we worked together well when we used to play together. Um then I think I would go with Team Buckley because I think, well, what I know from last year is he got Condello last season, but that might change this year. I don't know. We don't need know the teams for sure yet, but that would be huge for, for defense. I think he played well and worked with his team well. Um, and then I would go to Fujita and then Manns. And then Sharps, probably. Even though Sharps is my dog, I was in an accounting class with him senior year. That was a great time. 
But uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's my list right there. I'm really excited oh, for that. Season. Yeah, where did I put my heads at? I don't know. Check your ears, boss. That's uh, right here. Uh, I, I was like out. the glass. You know, people like. Does, do any of you guys have glasses? Slash, have you ever looked for your glasses when they're on like your head? Sunglasses. Yeah, for sure. yeah sunglasses. Yeah. So annoying. I was blessed with. My dad did that the other day. Actually. Really. <laughs> I was blessed with eagle vision. That's what I like to call it. You can see <laughs> I would not expect that. Far. That was tough, dude. That was tough ranking. Tough ranking? Dude, I know. You definitely could have. That's could've... a hard choice. And obviously, that's, it's not 100%. I can't be 100% right. You have to know me. You're going to hurt some feelings out there with that. That's good, though, because it gives, like, this, like, players listening, it gives you guys kind of an idea of, like, if you guys try to rank that, that's how we feel trying to make a pick. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. There's hundred like there's twenty like probably for each pick I have, there's about five names that I'd be like happy with each time. And you just kinda have to weigh the options and then you at the end of the day we have to pick one. Everyone knows who we pick, whereas you guys these are kind of more hypothetical because you don't choose where you land for the most part. But it's mm-hmm. it's tough out here, you know, you never know how it's gonna pan out. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to text someone back when they're like, Yo, I wanna play for you and you're just like <sighs> Like, you just don't want to break hearts out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. You've gotten some of those texts this year. I know I'm going to be dealing with some unhappy campers after the draft. But how do you plan on dealing with that, right? Because you're kind of like the champion. You and Mans are kind of splitting up the uh, class of 2019 grads. Uh-huh. I'm actually very curious. Tough decisions to make there. No, there's a couple tough decisions, yeah. Um, I'm just going to try to pick, like – based on who I think is going to be the best fit for the team when they're up. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, man's going to take who he wants to take, and I'm going to have to take who I want to take. And, like, I mean, obviously some people want to be on the team, and I just can't get them on sometimes. But, I mean, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Well, I don't know of any players that just want to play for Manzo. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't even think That's of any. True. You know, Team opinion. Simpson, you know, we've had some very vocal, high-quality players come out in the past couple hours, you know. Not that to brag or anything, true. but, you know, we make sure that we make it known over here. Like, there's probably people that do only want to play for Mans, you know, but they don't want I to tarnish any ties, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's not doing anything in a Ronicoid all summer. He's playing the lead no matter what team he's on, I'm telling you. Know, you. Matthew Adams, unfortunately, not a coach, so not able to yeah. call the bluff. But. That is that is, oh, a, that is a dash. I mean, is my advice to coaches, if you want Colton, just take him. He'll play for you. Uh, I mean, maybe you will. I would love maybe to act like I could take him. However, I have some preconceived commitments. I think I just used a big word there, but <laughs> um, so it's tough. Do I think Colton will play for any other team? I don't know. I think he knows Lucas isn't going to draft Sal's. And then <laughs> I think he knows that Lucas's culture he fits in with, which is very competitive, you know what I mean? And, like, you're not afraid to yell at each other, which is uh, that's definitely necessary. So it's going to be up to the other coaches, but I could definitely see Colton being on Team Simpson. What, do you th- what about – what do you think, man? Fuck, I just started that bad. Colton on Team Simpson, I think, it's, I think it's a great fit. It's probably why he wants to go there. I, I would see it. I think it's a smart pick, too. I think Colton's really good. As long as he's not on Hoff's team, he's going to work well with his teammates. That's true. Um, I got an idea. I'm going to go – I got the draft board right here. I'm just going to name a player, and I want you guys to say the first word that comes to mind when you think of that player. Could be a good <laughs> like thing, it. could be a bad yeah. thing. Up to you. 
So are we going, wait, wait, wait. Are we going set an order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Order, we'll set like, an order. Every we'll single order. name, it's like, we'll go J-Ball, Ray, me. All right. So we'll start mm-hmm. J-Ball, Ray, Lucas. Mm-hmm. We'll do that for all of them. All right, so first name, I'm going to throw out Aaron Jenks. Speed Demon. I think he's very fast. Two words. Yeah. I mean, dude, speed hyphen demon. Okay. Gotcha, um, gotcha. He obviously, we were talking about in the group chat today how he, how he scored on me last year when I should not have been playing goalie, and obviously that's not going to happen again this year. But I think Jenks is very fast. I think he needs to get on a team that will let him, you know, roam all over the field, in my opinion. But I would go speed demon. Speed dash demon. I know it's not one word, but that's all I had to say there. I'm going to say gritty because I think, like, no matter what, whenever he's on defense or offense, he's not going to give up on that ball. He's going to chase it down to the very end. I think that's what makes him such a good player for the league. Yeah, not going to lie, the first word I thought of was speed, but Justin already took that one. So I'm going to go with wild card, you know. When he shows up, he's electric, you know, but obviously there's some question marks about that. So each coach is going to have to make the decision about – can they pick him up? He's a great addition if he's there every time. So we'll see. Wild card. All right, next name, Calvin Spatiri. Mm. First name that comes to mind is Sharps because I believe he wants to play for Sharps' team. I'm not 100% how Sharps feels about that, but I think Cal is a player that can add something when he's fully committed. I don't think we've seen that from him yet. Um I think he's one chirp away from getting off his game for the rest of the game. So I would have to say Sharps. And I do think Cal has the talent, the talent in him. I used to play lax with him back in the day. and I know he's pretty good, good athlete, but I'd like to see him come out and have a good year this season. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with Cal, but I mean, from what I've seen, what I've seen, I'd go say he's pretty driven. I mean, like once he like wants, I feel like once he wants it, he's ready to get it. But, like, him getting to that point, sometimes he's not always there. He's look, he's not always looking to win sometimes. But when, if he is – if he's looking to win, I think he can achieve it. I'd say uh, unpolished, you know. There's a couple times where he gets into good positions and you just he's just, like, close to converting the chance, but it's not quite there. So just – he kind of needs to take that next step in my eyes. You know, I'm not going to draft. I'm just going to throw that out there. But some coach, whoever, whoever takes him, I'm not should help him. Cal, you know, take that next step from someone that can finish <laughs> some chances to someone that finishes all the chances he should mm-hmm. and then some that he probably shouldn't. That know? definitely – I think that was my best growth as a player is I know I don't finish nearly every chance that I put myself in. However, if you go from first year to second year, I – just feel like it's all about confidence and envisioning you do it before you do it in my opinion and the biggest thing I learned in soccer is like this is could be completely wrong but I'm going to give you the recreational players view that in hockey I'm always looking at the net before I shoot because the net is way smaller and I just feel like the goalie takes up more so the accuracy of the shot just matters a tiny tiny bit more however in shot and I must said in shocker um, in soccer um if you can, I like to look at the goalie right before I look down and then kind of follow through with my shot. So that's a good advice to any recreational players out there who have no soccer experience and they just want to get from like two goals first season to a quick eight piece last year. But that's how I had to, that's all I got to say there. 
Oh, I definitely agree. Like real quick, I'll give, I'll give the people a little more knowledge on this is that a good thing. A lot of coaches have always told me, cause I played up top my whole career is that the goal doesn't move, you know, like good strikers always know where the goal is. And like, obviously on center park East or West, they're different, but just like in general, the goal's in the same spot, the whole game. And you should always know, just have a good idea of like where the goal is in relation to you. And then you really shouldn't be looking up that all that much to finish your strike. You know, if you take a touch, you know, the goalie's going to be on one post and I would just recommend shooting it to the other one every time. That's how a lot of people like the loss score a lot of their goals is that, that there's never like a goalie that could save any of John's shots last year. You know, the goals, like he's pretty close to the net, you know, he just puts it far post and all of us just have to watch it kind of go past us, you know? So that's my advice, you know, know where the ball, know where the goal is at all times, shoot cross net. That's what I'll be telling my strikers this year. <laughs> I like that. Ray, what you said, you yeah. Adams, no, man, Adams, you, you want to, no, you, you guys raise them. Yeah. Ray, I was going to say, how, do you kind of see that as a defender knowing like, what are you going to, you played defense obviously your whole career. Like how would you tell your defense to kind of like attack some of these like recreational shooters? Yeah. Defense definitely not giving up is the biggest part. Even if you get beat, as long as there's still space between the goal and the opponent, you still have time to get there before they do. And obviously it's like just staying in front of the ball is the most important part on defense because like, as long as you're in between it, there's no way they can put it on target. So, and then, like, knowing how to contain and when to jump in tackles is huge in this league because overcommitting is a lot of the players' problems I've seen throughout the league. So if you're able to, like, contain yourself and just wait for the other striker to make a mistake, like a big touch, or, like, just even dribble out of bounds, then you wait for that mistake. I think that's my biggest advice to everyone as a defender. All right, Same so now we're going to go – we're going to go lightning round. I'm just going to say a name. Wow. I just want one word, no explanations. Justin, you're first. Mike Budarazzi. <sighs> Overrated. Big. Mini. Jack Kellard. Justin, you're up. Question mark. Endurance. Smart. Mason Gaspar. Beast. Lovable. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Gaspar's going to be a dog this year. I promise you that. Wait, can I change Can I change it? Sleeper. Yeah, I'll change it to sleeper. sleeper. Yeah, yo. Dude, I just have to say this. I mean, get definitely get this on the podcast. But, I mean, I know when I was a junior in high school, I was offensive midi on lax. And then I switched to defense my senior year. And playing with Gaspar is just like – it's a great feeling, you know what I mean? Because you know he's going to be going balls to the wall, and you know he's not afraid to use the body. So whatever team gets him is getting a great prospect this year. Had to do more than one word for my dog. But. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, ben Quattro. Potential. Uh, hitter. Entitlement. 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 Um, He'll know what that go, means. Go with uh, Joe Hemmelberg. I would say that's not a question mark. Don't know enough about him. I think uh, most improvable. Question mark. All right, we got three more for the fans. Uh, let's go Bush. Ass. Blast. <laughs> I need. Uh, uh, Zach Salisbury. 
this is a big hyphen word, can be average if put on right roster. <laughs> Chirper. Not my team. And last but not least, Will McFarlane. Another <laughs> hyphen. Talks in group chat too much. <laughs> uh, own hyphen goal. Dog shit. Yo, let me get a let me get a Team J ball player in this. Bit. Yeah, we could, we gotta call Will fast at least. <laughs> you, I would play. I honestly think he's the second fastest player in the league. He runs a six seven forty, not forty. Yeah, no, that's forty. Terrible. which is really good for baseball. Dude, I I bet for him you get me baseball. Yeah, you get me moving. You're like J ball. If you can do blank, I just, I just can't just, I'm not, I'm not just going to like be the fastest person timed. However, if it's late game and you put me up against bunk ass defenders, like Jack Kelly, Bush, like I'm going to wheel by those players. Well, yeah, team here. So I'm thinking about my OT winner. Why let it go by me? I just zoom. Like if I want it, I'm going to go very, very fast. I might, can you time me that fast though? No, unless I'm racing somebody like Bob. I did beat him last summer, but dude, that's not debatable. You were Martise. You you can't say that's debatable. It's on video. Gotta roll the kid. Martise says it's debatable, so that's a very questionable opinion in my in my eyes. It was close. It was obviously close. Like I'm not. I dove. He bodied me, and I dove. Why you don't even know what you're talking about? Watch the video. Alright, we can cut that out. We'll consult the film. Madams, give me Madams a uh, yeah, dude. I will put the, I can post this video on the J Ball Madams Insta. But Madams, give me one Team J Ball player, and then I just wanna I wanna give him a shout out. Give me first word, and I wanna see what other people think. One Team J Ball player. Team, not G Ball, not G Ball. I didn't say G Ball. Did I say G Ball? That's what I heard. Kind of, kind of, Team J Ball player. My, my middle name is George, so you could say G Ball. That does sound like a sport, yeah. G Ball. McGlory. Physical. And ball. <laughs> Chippy. True. Yo, his handball, dude. He yeah, that's one like, of the best commentaries I've heard. Yeah, dude. The thing is, he like. <laughs> He, like, didn't realize what he did wrong until, like, at least five seconds after. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to grab that. Like, you think, who shot that? Do we know who shot that? Ben Coffey did. Was that going in, you boys think? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. He was pretty I far so. up there. But, yeah. I acted – now I'm going to ask you two soccer players. I feel like – I know Suarez is a player who – has to use a handball before it's going in the net. Like, what is your guys' policy on that as opposed to Madam's League and in quote unquote real soccer? Like, to use a handball to stop a goal. I don't know. Pretty shit. Not sportsman, I guess. It depends on the situation. Like, if you're talking about, like, if I'm for whatever reason defending and I, like, could stop, if I could stop a goal. If I if like the ball is gonna roll in unless I handball it, you should always handball it in my opinion. Unless you're up like multiple goals, like if it's late in the game, you should always give your goalie like trust your goalie to like save the pen and like trust your teammates to like carry on without you because it's a red card. That's my philosophy. Yeah, is, like, I mean, if like if I do nothing, it's a hundred percent going in, or I can stop it, give my goalie a chance. But that's just Mams, I feel that Lucas Mams. What do you think about that? 
I honestly don't really know enough to answer, so I don't really. I'm not really sure. I would like, I like, I would personally feel selfish like taking a player off the field for my team, but at the same time, I feel selfish not taking myself off the field, like in order to save a goal. Yeah. So I don't really know like what the value in the situation is. So that's something looks to me. J ball like when Suarez did that, obviously he went off the field, but they. Like, they missed the pen that game, and they mm-hmm. ended up winning, mm-hmm. which ended up being, like, the best scenario in his mind. And it I mean, out. that's – I do think that's crazy, especially that it worked out, and he obviously got some hate for it, got some love for it. But I'm going to get my opinion here is, like, I think, obviously, at first glance, you're going to try to slide and, like, make the play if it's about to dribble in. However, if I – I don't know. If it's championship and it's like two to one and there's 30 seconds left and like, can you pick who takes the penalty there or is it whoever shot? I think that meant no, you can pick. Cool. They can pick. Yeah. All right. That's, it'd be tough, but I think you, as Lucas said, the trust in your teammates is a big thing. I know that my goalie would have a better chance than obviously a ball is just going to drop in. You know what I mean? But like if they score that and then you're down a man, the rest of the game is tough. So I think it has so to be not a lot of time left. So it's definitely both. I definitely see both sides. Especially in this league, because the goals are pretty small, it's harder to make pens rather than like professional leagues. So in this league, yeah, penalties be. are a lot less. Like I don't, I don't know what the percentages are, but they're a lot less of a guarantee than they are in real life. For sure. Oh, definitely. They're pretty low. Yeah. All right, Ray. Um, I actually respected when you didn't have my number and you kind of texted me on Instagram and we're like, yo, what I got to do to get this pick? And I was like, I was sitting back in my house outside and I was like, damn, that's exactly what I would do if I wanted to make a move like this early in the draft. So I was like, I, I definitely felt inclined to make a move with you, but I don't want you to like give away your tips to the rest of the league. But like, what do you, what's your process in your head when you go about making a move and like, what makes you want to feel that way? I mean, I was looking to get a decently high first round pick and when I saw that all three of my balls came out first. I was pretty sad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I knew I had to make moves instantly. You know, like, Buck texted me first, saying he wanted my spot. So I was inclined to take that. And then second round, you know, I'm looking to pick up another decent player. And I saw Jables there. And I was willing to give up some of my lower round spots so I could move on, be able to acquire. I know. Really on the team. Yeah, I think that's a great option to- because you knew, like, right away, you're like, damn, I'm going to make a move. So I definitely think it's not second thinking or taking a second to – I don't even – I just mind blanked right there. I just had I to trust my gut. You see. We have to edit that out. Yes, I agree. I will keep it. Man, I'm just asking another question. Cause I've been Lucas, who do you think won – there were two trades yesterday. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Who do you think won each trade? Mm. See – from an outside, I'm just an outside, you know, I got the number one pick, you know, so I got everyone's, everyone's question is who's Lucas taken. So I, it could, the winner and loser, I don't think will be decided until people see who I take quite honestly. But, you know, I do think that this is, I've said it from the beginning with all due respect. I don't think the first through like probably four picks are really worth the players you're going to get back for him. If we're being honest. So I do think that Buckley moving down to get eight, nine, he could have a pretty scary team coming along. We'll see what they can do with it. But you know, I know, Ray, you know, there's he has a like I said earlier the little competition with Mans, you know, fighting for a class of 2019. So he has to make sure he gets the cream of the crop. That was nice. Him, you know. Um, 
I mean, I definitely have an idea of who Buckley is targeting with those eight, nine who are both, they're both good picks. You know what I mean? So like you could definitely get two dynamic goal scorers there. I think we already know who one is, but I have a good Are we allowed to like say that? Is that bad if we like out? I haven't said it. And yeah, we'll keep it low. Yeah, Yeah. we'll keep it low. We know. Coaches know who Buckley's taking. (laughs) But we'll let the public kind of figure that out with everybody else. Um. Madams, um, where do you think you're getting drafted if you could do a two-round <laughs> range? Two-round range. Within a two-round range? Yeah. I'd say I'm going like, – Like, no, like, like – Plus or minus not, one? Not two to four. Like, you could do uh, – like, a, maybe I guess it's a one-round range if you want to call it that. Like, like you could I'll do, say, like, three to four or two to three or seven to eight, like, whatever. If I had to pinpoint value on myself, if I was a coach, I would – Humbly say that I am sixth round plus or minus one, mm. favoring the fifth. So the second, second to many, worst starter. Yeah. Is where you like yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I would say. Honestly, my, my self-evaluation. Because I think there's a lot I'd of really good that. new players in the league this yeah. year. I'm going to go on there. If you're the hustle, second worst I'm just going to hustle my ass off and try to be as annoying as possible on the field for as many people. So th- I think that's valuable. But I'm not like – going to be the golden boot winner or anything. I don't have that kind of potential. So, I, I think, Madams, I have to ask you another tough question. Like, <laughs> Do you think people play the fact that you're a commissioner into your draft status? I think it, depends on you, uh, it depends on who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't totally don't agree. It's getting overdrafted. Have, my teams in the past have hurt more from me being a commissioner because I'm not willing to like favor my own team. Just because of one, I don't feel it's right, and two, how many obvious complaints there would be because of that. So, like last year, for example, my team didn't add anyone during the season, but a lot of the other teams did. So, like that sort of thing, if you're looking at, if you're taking that into account as a coach, like I'm not going to give us any advantages, but it also helps that I'm going to be there at every game. So, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the honest answer there. I was just curious because I know you went first last year and we're just talking about it. That's all that turned out. 13th, second place in the regular season, beat maybe the best lineup we've seen all year, playoffs. Regular season, second place. Mm-hmm. It's a nice yeah. one. Put it on the Why fridge. Why are you tripping? I would put it on the fridge too. This year I got the first overall pick. I mean, no excuses. <laughs> I can pick anyone <laughs> I want. I got no excuses this year either. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of – obviously I'm kind of in a, like a position where I – I chose this, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't know. I'd love to be able to add some talent to my team in different ways that I've seen we lack in or have too much of. But I definitely think running it back is the only thing a championship team can do. And I would not be surprised if the team that wins the championship this year wants to run it back next year, in my opinion. But I guess we'll play that card when it comes. What do you think about your championship odds, Ray? Are you I looking mean, for a chip? Be... Are you looking for fun? What are you going for? Of course I'm looking for a chip. I don't play the <laughs> lose. Hell yeah. I don't that, play that's the what lose. I wanted so, to hear. Man. Do you guys both agree that Sharps will be the worst team? O'Connor worst. Sharps second yeah. worst. I've heard, some, I've heard some rumors about Sharps. I, thought it was, I, don't... I was thinking Sharps would be pretty good, and then I'm hearing – I've seen him in goal. He looks pretty good. About, I, I think BOC in the field – as Martise was telling me the other day is we are going to be in for it if he's on his game 
and obviously he's a force on the field. So he says he's going to be the team for fun, but he's also going to be going hard as fuck in my opinion. So I think that matters. You know what I mean? Like, do I think I can get in BOC's head? Yes, but it's definitely going to take some time. Like it might not be the first time we like, I'm going to be chirping him. He's going to well, be who's scoring on Brennan and Schraver in the back. If he takes him, like who's I scoring? think Brennan's playing midfield. I don't think he, if I think he's wasting himself playing D in this There's some talent up here. They can get it. Yeah. There's some talent up top, especially, you know, this is a very strikers, you know, they're the people everyone's going for early in the draft, especially like my pick will be able to take on pretty much anyone in the league. And that's why, that's why I'm taking it. Otherwise I would have traded down, you know, I mean, I feel that. I I definitely know I'm a midfielder, but I think I got a lot of striker qualities in me. <laughs> I I know BOC is going to lock me nine times out of ten, but that one time out of ten when I'm coming down blazing fast and make a move that a quote unquote, like a soccer defender is not going to expect from just old J-Ball, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to do that, and then I'll do it. And then – so that's how I think I'll beat BOC. I think he's going to be locked, but I definitely think he should play midfield. If not striker, in my you know, I think striker would be a stretch, though. You say that makes me think of another question. If we can ask another one. I was thinking, so, Ray, you're a defender. Lucas, you're a striker. Ray, if you could pick one striker in the league you think would have the best chance to score against you, you'd be the most worried about, then, Lucas, who would be the, the best defender that you would be actually worried about? Besides BOC. Confident? Because you played at the varsity level against anyone? Don't say uh, – no, no coaches, so no Brennan or J-Ball or – yeah. Because I'm obviously on people's list, but <laughs> in the draft, you pick like who? Who's the toughest? You want to go first, Lucas? Yeah, I mean the way I play, you know, I use my blistering speed. You know, I see a little bit of Justin in me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. any player, the players that, that would be able to contain instead of like anyone that's going to go for a tackle, I'm going to blow by you easily. So it's going to be people that are kind of composed, will kind of show me to one side, force me on my left, and the only people that like I could genuinely see doing that or probably Hayden if he's in the back or maybe Matthias or like Schraver people like that that have experience playing against like pacey people that play like out, outside back I know Hayden played there a couple years so I'm gonna go with Hayden he'd force me to my left try to slow me down which is the way to do it instead of jumping in for a tackle okay all right I'm, I'm pretty similar in aspects that I use pretty much my speed on defense to make sure no one gets past me. So, like, the people I always have trouble with are the skill players who are able to, like, create dangles and create a little bit of space to shoot. And I think the person with the most skill on this league is going to be Brennan Miller. I think he'll be the toughest for me if I was a defender. I'm muted myself, even though I was already unmuted. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm boys with B. Miller and, like, Everyone's saying he's nasty and like one of the final cuts. So like I definitely anticipate him being good and I'm definitely excited to see it. I just I don't know. I I'm think I'm excited I, to see where he goes in the draft. Yeah, I know Lucas yeah, has I don't know where he will. Lucas has a I hand to play in that, but <laughs> No, you shouldn't have the prospect no, he's taking. I've seen I swear Lucas can go in so many directions with this. He's like he's either playing games or I don't know what he's doing. I'm excited. I will tell like open like you can plaster this everywhere i don't want like the rest of the league to start planning everything out because they know who i'm going to take like i want to keep people guessing you know i don't want every other coach having like their whole thing planned out i want to, actually i want them to have their whole thing planned out and mm-hmm. then i pick someone they weren't expecting and then they're all on the fly you know hopefully they make a few mistakes 
forget about a few players so I can pick them up. Because, you know, when you're picking one, 16, 17, you got to think. Like, you can't miss. You know, I can't miss with the first pick. And then my next two, it got to be elite talent because I'm not picking again until, like, random people show up. I'm not going to name names to be mean, but mm-hmm. it gets it gets bad pretty quick. We know who you are. We know who so, you are. <laughs> so, my, like, my fourth – no, my fifth, sixth, you know, there's it's going to be dangerous. So, I got I to gotta hit. It is what it is. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm – Man, that's what you thinking, buddy. My internet just kind of like went out for that whole thing Lucas said, just like towards I the end. I got it. So I just want to make sure it works for you guys. All right. good. I might pause or slash stop the recording right now. I got yeah, one question. Luke, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Bet, bet, bet. No, who do you think is going to be the most like slept on player in the league? As, as Lucas said earlier, it's got to be Gaspar because his brother was one of the best players in Fairport when he was playing and – I know Gaspar only gives 150% when he goes on the field. And it's a shame that I have my roster from last year because I would love to draft Gaspar, and he's going to be a force on his team. And I don't think, at least right now, he's getting talked about as good as he will be this year. My true player that I think is really underrated, I'm not going to say because, you know, it's going to be plastered over this. You know, you know, everyone watches the podcast. You know, I don't want to give away my trade secrets, but a different player that I think is definitely underrated for sure. I'd probably have to go with. Um, let me think real quick. I'm I'm gonna pull up the list because there's players. There are players in this league that no one's talking about that have played before. Like I don't want to do like a rookie that like has never been here. I'll bring up a name while you're doing that. I'm thinking Andrew Bartlett. I've seen him play. He's fast. I think he could be better with the ball at his foot, but I think he's so fast and so competitive and there are rumors like started by him that he was on the Pepperdine club soccer team and practiced with you know against some some really good division one talent players so and from what I've seen for him so far he seems to be really good and better than he was in the first season so I think he could be slipped up first season he was an all-star right he was in the all-star game yeah I think he had like he had like five goals and three assists or something like that. He had a really good year. Is he back this summer? Yeah, I think he's gotten better. Yeah, he'll be here. I mean, I could definitely see BOC taking him second round if he's there. Um, I actually – I might come out – this actually brings me to my main point today of that I'm going to be dropping the rankings later tonight. And I also may – there's a 50% chance I come out with a mock draft the night before the draft, the night before the draft too, just fully updated, fully knowing with some intel I've gotten as well. And I think it could be a very, very, very accurate, at least first three rounds, in my opinion. I'm also curious to know what Ray, you think about this. Yeah, I'd say for mine, I'm going to, this could be a very, very cold take, but I'm going to go with Jake Stein. You know, no, I have not heard a word about him going into this draft. You know, he was, he was considered one of like the biggest letdowns last season. And I think, you know, fallback is always a opportunity for a comeback, you know? So I think I'd watch out for him. I'm not saying I'm going to take a chance on him, but whichever coach can pick him up, get him inspired. You know, he's got a point to prove for sure. Definitely. I don't know. I mean, after my train today, I think, Jake Provenzano has proved his worth to be on my team. Mm. Definitely going to look forward to taking him. Saw that league footage today. Yeah, I mean, 
he figured out how to get a good strike on the ball. So that's good. Are you picking him just so he doesn't score on you? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty scared on picking him. Like makes sure he scores on you at least last season. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love the Provo. He's, he's my dog. He's a homie. I think he he's got a lot of heart he has. Yeah, he definitely plays with all the heart he has. You know he cares. You know he's not going to drag a team down in terms of morale. I think he's a good football player. I don't think he's cut out for Madden's League, in my opinion. But what I haven't, like, let's say it's coming down to Provo and a better soccer player, I take Provo 10 times out of 10 if there's not that much of a difference because you know he doesn't cause problems. You know he's a – He's a great friend to have on the field. You know what I mean? This is a kid you like being around. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, yeah. Yep. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little preview to the MPFL season. We're going to try to get one of these out probably the day or two after the draft and get some different guests on, maybe a player or two, to just discuss the feel for the season from a different point of view. I know we got all coaches today, but we're definitely glad that you guys listened to this whole thing, and we're looking forward to the next podcast. A quick little Instagram shout out too, uh, since Lucas and Ray are here, I would direct you to their um, their team pages and then their personals are on there as well, I believe. So Lucas is uh, team.simpson.football, F-U-T-B-O-L. And then Ray is team.fujita, F-U-G-I-T-A. So you guys can follow both of their teams. Personals are on there as well. So, And I just wanted to thank you for hopping on today. Um, we know the group chat wanted you here. So thank you, bro. Yep, no problem. We know the people, we know they want this shit, um, so we're gonna give it to them.